This is Sports Business Radio with Brian Berger. Presented by Pastano. On today's show, Brian sits down with the North American group president of Adidas, Mark King. Basketball is a, you know, it's an easy game to globalize. You need 10 people, two hoops, and a ball. So it's really a great way to bring sport to different parts of the world, and, and it's fun to be a part of that. Now, with Sports Business Radio, here's Brian Berger. Well, thanks for checking out the only show dedicated to covering the business side of sports. We're happy to be powered by our friends at Pistano. Follow them online at Pistano.com or on Twitter at Pistano. Our friend Mark King, Adidas Group President for North America, is going to join us. We'll discuss his new sports business podcast, Extraordinary Happens, competing in sports, business, and life as well as other happenings at Adidas. That's coming up on our show today. I always enjoy the conversations with Mark. That's coming up in just a little bit. I'm joined in studio by our executive producer, Brian Griggs. Griggs, it's busy sports season right now. We see the Pittsburgh Penguins win the Stanley Cup. Uh, they had a heck of a season led by Team Adidas athlete, Sidney Crosby. Crazy. And Crosby, I, I mean, I always love watching that guy play. He yeah. just dominates on the ice. He is so fun to watch. I mean, he... He can make plays happen that you're like, what just happened there? And it's so quick. He's, he's amazing. So that, it was fun watching that. I always loved Stanley. I grew up watching hockey with my dad, and I've always en- enjoyed the ice sports, and uh, it's fun seeing it. And I saw today they're favored already next year for an 8-1 to one to repeat. Wow, 8-1. Yeah. to 8-1. to one. Holy cow. So who knows? Uh, the Golden State Warriors, as we record this, are on the brink of back-to-back championships and the greatest single season in NBA history, at least statistically, if you go by wins, they have broken that mark by the Bulls. So we'll see. Uh, it's going to be an interesting offseason for them. Harrison Barnes, another Adidas athlete, is a free agent at the end of this year. Are the Warriors going to pay him? Is their payroll? You know, a lot of people said they might be in on Kevin Durant. What's that going to look like for them? But. Here's what you can't argue. These last two years for the Warriors have been maybe the two greatest years, again, statistically, of any NBA team in NBA history. Pretty impressive. Yeah, I agree. And uh, like you said, Barnes, there's going to be some fun offseason free agency stuff going on with Durant and others. And yeah, Barnes, I mean, he's played a key role in the playoffs coming in uh, and hitting some big games and defensively as well. And it's just uh, NBA is fun when it's on season and it's also fun when it's off season because there's so much going on. This offseason, as we've mentioned before, just with Kevin Durant is going to be interesting to watch the speculation leading up to early July, July 1, when the free agency period begins, you know, might LeBron James even opt out? Who knows? It hasn't worked out in Cleveland to win a title for the land. So, you know, maybe he decides he wants to throw his name out there. Um, It's going to be interesting, and especially with the salary cap bumping up by millions and millions of dollars, I think as opposed to off-seasons where you see guys sign long-term deals, you're going to see a lot of guys sign one-year deal because they want to have the big, big money that kicks in next year when the new TV contract kicks in. Copa America Centario is continuing. First time the U.S. has hosted this, as we talked on our last show. Team USA still in the mix. They take on Ecuador this week, Griggs. But uh, this is good, you know. Team USA has definitely put a lot of investment into their men's team. We've seen the women's team dominate for years. The men's have always lagged behind. Now the men's team is is starting to perform well on the world stage, and, and this is another great showing by them. 
I think it's also, as we're seeing soccer become more and more prevalent in the United States, world soccer. I mean, like you're saying with the USA and the Copa and hosting it and all this stuff. And I think it's, it's good for soccer as a whole, but it's also good for the U.S. soccer fan because I think they're seeing more, more big-time soccer here in the States. Jeremy Foley, who has led the Florida Gators to several basketball and football championships, five in fact, as their AD, the only AD who has won multiple championships in basketball and football, is going to retire on October 1st after 25 years as AD. We don't talk a lot about ADs on this show, but if you have the Mount Rushmore of ADs, at least again by championships, Jeremy Foley's got to be on there. He's done a heck of a job, you know, hired Billy Donovan, who did great things. Uh, had Urban Meyer there winning championships. Um, you know, you can say what you want about some of the off-field things that have happened at Florida. There's been a lot of speculation there. But, again, performance-wise, Jeremy Foley has done a pretty darn good job. That's a long—I was thinking about when, when I saw him come out with that today. He's retiring 25 years doing that job. I mean, just think of the, the teams and the people he's met and gone through. I mean, you know, you, Tim Tebow is another one, too, that obviously brought a lot of uh, attention to Florida. But— uh, that's a long time at that position. And I was just thinking of all the stories and the people he's met and the teams he's gone through. It's pretty impressive. Last but not least, and I could probably sit and do a whole show on this, the passing of Muhammad Ali, the greatest. Uh, I had an opportunity a few years ago to have dinner with Muhammad Ali, his wife Lonnie, a few other members of their family when I was working with Brian Grant, who used to play in the NBA and who also has Parkinson's now. And I can tell you that... When you walk into his presence, when you're in the same room, you've heard people tell stories, just the, the aura he has, it's all true. He is one of the most uh, bright lights I've ever come across in my life. I will always have respect for him, for conviction to his beliefs, um, for taking the time to stop and talk to people that were just ordinary people. Uh, I've always said, he could have walked into a, a mud hut in Africa, or he could walk into the Oval Office in Washington, D.C., and he's the most well-known person in the world. I think he's the most well-known athlete we've ever had. Uh, I've been watching the O.J. Made in America documentary on ESPN, and you know you see how O.J. Simpson, at least according to this documentary, was about himself. He wanted to be colorless. He didn't really want to take a stance on anything. We've seen Michael Jordan go by that playbook. We've seen Tiger Woods go by that playbook. Muhammad Ali was different. This was a guy, yes, he made mistakes. Yes, he did some things that, you know, maybe he wasn't proud of at the end of his life, but all in all, what an impact and a legacy that he left with so many people all over the world. And to see the people turn out for his funeral, uh, Billy Crystal's eulogy was just awesome. It was it was a thing of beauty. If you haven't seen it, please Google it. It was fantastic. But, you know, Muhammad Ali truly was the greatest because he knew that he had a platform and he used it to help other people. He used it to help so many other people. But, you know, that twinkle in his eye, even though I met him at a time where he had already had Parkinson's and he wasn't the the you know person that he was earlier in life that was so uh, you know gregarious and, and well spoken, you could still feel his impact. And again, I will always respect him for that. One thing I like about him too, um, I mean that's what you said was right on, and uh, I agree with you completely. But too, we, he was such a competitor too. Like he loved people and loved helping people. But when he was in that ring, his confidence was unbelievable. I mean, he, he knew he was going to win every fight he fought. I mean, yeah. you could just see it and how he fought and how quickly he dominated people. I love the confidence. Yeah. I mean, this kid from Louisville, the Louisville Lip, yep. and, 
you know, everyone told him, you can't do this and you can't do that. And he goes to the Olympics and he wins gold and he comes back and he beats Sonny Liston and, you know, all the things that they said he couldn't do. But again, when I think of Muhammad Ali, I don't think of what he did in the ring. And that was pretty darn impressive. I think of the impact he made getting together with the Jim Browns and the Bill Russells and the, at the time, Lou Alcindor's, who is now Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and what they stood for. Can you imagine... And this is what I tweeted out. If LeBron James, Tiger Woods, Michael Jordan, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, someone like that, of that ilk, a superstar, took a stand on a social issue during their prime and said, not only am I taking a stand on this, but I'm going to give up three years of the prime of my career to take this stance. That's what Muhammad Ali did. And if you don't respect him for his convictions... If you disagree with him, you know, I'm not here to talk politics, but there was a guy that that he he backed it up and he really tried to make the world a better place while he was here. He really did look at everyone uh, as an equal and, you know, tried to make everyone uh, peaceful. But, uh, you know, we will not see the likes of Muhammad Ali again. All right. Coming up next, Mark King, the Adidas Group president for North America. We'll discuss his new sports business podcast, Extraordinary Happens, competing in sports, business, and life, as well as other happenings at Adidas. You're listening to Sports Business Radio. We'll be right back. Stay in touch with SBR on Twitter. Twitter.com slash SB Radio. Powered by Postano. Hello, everyone. Mark King here, president of Adidas Group North America. One of the most inspiring parts of my job is the conversations I have every day with extraordinary people who are shaping the sports landscape. I talk to athletes, league executives, athletic directors, and agents, and now I'm bringing these conversations to you through my new podcast series, Extraordinary Happens, Competing in Sports, Business, and Life. This series dives deeper into what inspires the people who are leading change in sport, both on and off the field. I want to know what makes them tick and uncover how they're challenging convention to make extraordinary things happen for their teams, their businesses, and themselves. And I want to share those stories and insights with you. Tune in to my bi-weekly episodes of Extraordinary Happens on iTunes and Stitcher. And remember, get out there, challenge each other, lead change, and make extraordinary happen. Hi, it's Brian Berger. Here at Sports Business Radio, we are proud to work with our partners, Pastano. They make a sports-proven visual marketing platform that I've personally been amazed to see. Teams like the Dallas Cowboys, Boston Red Sox, LA Kings, and Cleveland Cavaliers all use Pastano to engage their fans. When sports teams and fans tell their stories together, amazing things can happen. Every fan has a story. Whether you want to put selfies on the Jumbotron, create a dynamic social media command center, or activate a hashtag campaign on your website, Pastano can design an amazing social experience true to your brand. Even better, using the Pistano platform can pay for itself through selling sponsorships. As an example, the Kings sell sponsor space to Toyota and other clients and run the ads using Pistano. Want to see what your team's social content could look like? Schedule a demo today. Go to pistano.com slash sports. If you're a fan of this podcast, you understand the real power of engaging your fans. And these guys get it. That is P-O-S-T-A-N-O dot com. Back to Sports Business Radio with Brian Berger. 
My guest is Mark King. He is Adidas Group President for North America. He has an excellent sports business podcast called Extraordinary Happens, competing in sports business and life. You can find it on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Mark, how are you? Brian, I'm doing wonderful. Thank you. Things are great here at Adidas. So before we dig into some some talk about Adidas, how are you enjoying the podcast? I know you've had some amazing guests on the show. Chris Bryant, Harrison Barnes, Sergio Garcia, Gary Batman, which I want to talk to you about because I just met him for the first time a few weeks ago at my event in New York. But I think my favorite podcast that you've done so far is Snoop Dogg. <laughs> well, I mean, Brian, if you know me, um, I'm 57 years old from Green Bay, Wisconsin, interviewing Snoop Dogg. It's, it's, um, it's quite the, uh, the difference in background and, and where we are. But it, it was a great interview, Brian. He was thoughtful. Uh, I mean, there's definitely two Snoop Dogs, one that is this kind of hip-hop rapper persona and then the one that was on the show. And, and I thought he was delightful in his care for kids and mentoring and through his football program. I, I, he was wonderful. So he, he was great for me. Honestly, for me personally, Brian, uh, Sergio was great only because I've, I've had a long friendship with him. And right. talk with him was, was really fun. And honestly, Brian, we just hung up, um, I mean, literally 10 minutes ago, uh, a guy named Kevin Kelly, who's a high school football coach in Little Rock, Arkansas, at Pulaski Academy High School. And you might say, well, why him? So he runs this, this philosophy, Brian, for... Uh, running his football team, they don't punt ever. They they go for it every time on fourth down. Every uh, every kickoff is an onside kick. They don't field punts. Um, and he's got done this money ball analytics. And if you and and it's just amazing. He's won five state championships in Arkansas in 12 years of coaching and made it to the semis nine times. But it's this real story about disruption, that if you want to do something extraordinary, you can't just try to do better what everybody else is doing, which is really the point of my podcast. So when it comes out, which should be on Wednesday, I think, um, it's really worth listening to. It's fantastic and it's fascinating. I'm definitely looking forward to that. And I have read about him and you know, I, I've seen he's been associated with the Sloan Analytics Conference, and you know he's a big analytics guy. But anyone who, you know, we had uh, Chip Kelly in in Oregon for a little bit, and you know he was a guy, and we've seen other people too, even uh, at the pro level, who, you know, they don't want to punt, but to never punt and to always do an onside kick, I, I love it. That's that's fantastic. And when he, Brian, when he goes through the logic, what you would say to yourself is. Well, that, that's the only way to do it. I mean, honest to God, you have, it's really fascinating. And uh, so anyway, the podcast, honestly, Brian, you know, when, when I first started, you were kind enough to have me on your show and to give me some tips, and, and you've been kind of mentoring me along the way. And, and honestly, for me, it's been fascinating. It's exciting. I mean, I really have some fun with it. I'm starting to have more of my personality come out. I mean, I remember the first one I did with Aaron Rodgers, and I, I started out, and I, I talked for a living. It's all I do is talk, and I just stumbled. I was so nervous. <laughs> and, but I've I, I now really, really enjoyed the conversations, and we're going to have uh, Natalie Gulbis uh, in the next couple of weeks and uh, Stephen Clarkson, who's uh, the football guru, the, the, the quarterback guru, 
for the NFL players. We're going to have him on the show. So it's um, it's really, really, really fun. Well, your access to people and fantastic people at that is, is obviously key to this podcast. And then, you know, I think you're getting more and more comfortable as you've gone along. I've heard you mention a few times with Harrison Barnes and Chris Bryant that they are your kids' age. Like, they could be your kids. So it's it's interesting to hear your conversations with them. And, you know, I found both of those podcasts uh, very interesting as well. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Chris Bryant literally sounded like a kid. I mean, he certainly is. His numbers aren't like a kid, but he definitely was. Uh, and, he, and he went to the same school as my daughter plays softball at right now, University of San Diego. And Harrison was, was really a great interview. So, yeah, it's um, interviewing people that you see on TV that are changing sport, and then you think about them, this, you know, the same age as your kids. Uh, damn. Uh, Brian, it's it's tough to get old. That's all I can say. It is tough to get old. Yeah, they're very accomplished at a, at a young age. And yeah. I had a chance uh, a few weeks ago in New York at my event, the Sports PR Summit, to sit on stage and interview Gary Batman and also Stephen Ross, the owner of the Miami Dolphins. I had not met Commissioner Batman before. I enjoyed your conversation with him. What was your takeaway from your conversation? Well... I thought he was a little more politically correct than I wanted him to be. I don't think he took enough credit for the disruption, the positive disruption um, that he's brought to the game of hockey. I was trying to get it out of him, and he, he was kind of trying to play it down the middle, I thought. But, I mean, he's done some really interesting things with the NHL, especially the overtime um, you know, some of these deals that he's made to, to strengthen the, the economics of the league have been fascinating and fabulous. Uh, he's a really smart guy. I mean, we negotiated the extension of, the, of our contract for the, uh, the licensed products for the league. And uh, he's a bright guy, passionate. He loves the game of hockey. Uh, he, he was great. And I, and I really consider him, you know, to be, uh, to be a friend now after a couple of years of doing some deals with him. But all these people, Brian, and you know this because you're a professional, uh, they're all wonderful. And they all, and, and one of the things that, that we've been talking about here is all these themes that, that all these extraordinary people, they, they all share a lot of things in common, the, their mindset, their confidence in their ability to take risks and not worry about failing. They all have big aspirations about doing things and, and that's what drives these kind of different and disruptive behaviors is they have big aspirations and they know that doing things the way they all that the way things are always done it's just not going to create new results and so those themes are really it's encouraging and, and kind of inspiring to hear no matter who you talk to they all in some way have the same kind of of aspirations and the same kind of motivations. My guest is Mark King, Adidas Group President for North America. Listen to his podcast, Extraordinary Happens, competing in sports, business, and life. You can find it on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. So it's been a pretty big year for Adidas so far. Uh, Vaughn Miller, Super Bowl MVP. Harrison Barnes on the record-setting Golden State Warriors team that went 73-9. and And then this week, Sidney Crosby, Adidas athlete, wins the Colin Smythe Trophy. Not bad. Well, we know how to pick them, Brian. I, I mean, guess what so. Can I say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, it's so funny, Brian. Um, when I took this job two years ago, I, a buddy of mine that runs a PR company in Los Angeles, I had him take a look at our por- portfolio of athletes and, you know, how could we compete better. And, and he said something that was really, 
that really uh, stuck with me, and that is, hey, in America, Americans love winners. And if you want the Adidas brand to be as strong as, as you'd like it to be, uh, you, it's not enough to just have athletes, but you have to have the best athletes. And to your point, you know, the Von Miller thing, uh, Harrison Barnes on the verge of, of second straight championship, Sidney Crosby winning the MVP of the playoffs, uh, Aaron Rodgers we're expecting to have a big year this year, Carlos Correa. I mean, these aren't just great athletes. These are the best in their sport. And honestly, Brian, it's making a difference with our business. I mean, people and consumers and kids and athletes are looking at us differently today than they did just a year ago. So these, these big-time kind of um, sport-defining athletes, they, they make a big difference, and it's fun to see and be a part of it. Someone that we have right in our backyard here in Portland, Oregon, that I know we both watch very closely, Damian Lillard of the Portland Trailblazers. He is in Beijing, and, you know, it's always interesting when Adidas takes some of the U.S. athletes abroad and helps globalize them. Maybe you can tell our listeners a little bit more about that strategy, because uh, I, I think it's great. Well, you know, not there aren't a lot of uh, competitors uh, in the basketball arena in terms of sports brands, and it's a sport that the NBA, over the years with our relationship with the NBA, they were as excited about us supporting them here in the U.S. and as they grow basketball outside the U.S. And, of course, China is probably, you know, the biggest potential market for basketball. And over the past couple of years, a lot of our athletes have spent time there. And Damian Lillard, he's here in Portland. He's, you know, when, during the off season, he comes in. I mean, not regularly, but a couple, three times during the offseason. He's such a humble kid, and what a year he had, especially against Golden State with some of those big numbers. Um, and we just believe that, that part of the responsibility of a big brand isn't just to sell uh, products and collect money and make profit, but it's also to help spread sport around the world. And the, the Chinese specifically are, are big into basketball, quite a few uh, Chinese players have played here over the past 20 years, and it's really a. I haven't been a part of it, but a, you know, certainly a lot of our team goes with Damien, and it's a, it's an incredible experience. So it's not only China, but Europe is a big uh, breeding ground for basketball players. The NBA has a lot more European basketball players. My next door neighbor uh, down in San Diego uh, plays in in Poland. He graduated from. University of San Diego last year, and he's played his first year in European so basketball. So I got a little bit of flavor from him on what it's like over there. But basketball is a, you know, it's an easy game to to globalize, Brian. Where football or baseball, you know, requires equipment, big fields. Where basketball, you know, is much like soccer. It's actually easier than soccer. You need ten people, two hoops, and a ball. So it's 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 really a great way to bring sport. Um, a, a really great sport to different parts of the world, and, and it's fun to be a part of that. Well, I used to work around the NBA, and I've been with some of the players to China, to the Philippines, and the passion for basketball over there is just phenomenal. So, you know, it's always neat to see the reception that the players get when they're over there, and I think they get as much out of it as the fans do. It sure seems like it, and when you see 
um, you know, on, on some of the, uh, on ESPN, for example, when they cover the athletes over there, I remember seeing a piece on Kobe Bryant when he was in China, and, I mean, it was, it was I mean, a, a level higher than a rock star. Uh, you know, the, the admiration and the groups that turned out, the, the numbers of people that turned out to see him. So it's, uh, and I know Damien's having the same experience right now, and as, and as his superstar status grows, you know, that'll be even cooler. But, yeah, it, it's, you know, for me, for me, Brian, being a part of golf for so long and now being here for a couple of years and being able to see, because I'm a sports guy, and to be able to see and experience these other sports and what they mean outside the U.S. and, and what they mean in countries less privileged than ours, the impact that sports makes, it's, it's, it's an exciting industry to be a part of this world of sports. All right, you just mentioned that you've been a part of golf for so long. You used to oversee TaylorMade. U.S. Open coming up this week. Take our listeners inside from your vantage point. What does this week look like? It's a major. Obviously, you've got several athletes that are competing. What are you doing as a company to prepare for a major this week? Well, uh, I would say that, first of all, uh, Oakmont is maybe the most historic U.S. Open course. I mean, you could argue Pebble Beach is, but certainly it's, it would be one of the top two or three uh, historic places that they hold the U.S. Open. I'm actually been, I've played there many times. The, the director of golf, Bob Ford, is a good friend. He's a tailor-made ambassador. Uh, the owner of Dick's Sporting Goods, CEO Ed Stack, is a member there. I've played in the member guest a few times. First of all, Brian, it's the hardest golf course uh, in my opinion, in the world. Wow. Uh, in 2007, Angel Cabrera won there at five over par, and this year the golf course is significantly harder. Jeez. Because last, last year's experience, when they really kind of shot low scores, the USGA has said no to that. So they've taken the hardest course, Oakmont, and I don't know if you've been watching or not, but the rough is almost unplayable. So you have this incredibly tight driving course, the pot bunkers that line the fairways, and now rough that's almost unplayable. So they're really predicting scores that could be 5 over to 10 over that would be the winning score. So that would be, you know, really uh, painful to watch, and I'm sure we'll all enjoy watching these great players be, uh, be in a lot of pain. But for us uh, in, in golf and in sport, these four majors really, they, they, they really are the, the highlight of the year. And the U.S. Open, for, for most, because it's our national Open, it's the biggest event. You could argue the Masters, but, but I would say the U.S. Open is the biggest event. We're there in a big way. Uh, we have a tent on site, so we bring a lot of customers and VIPs for the week and do a lot of hosting because uh, it's really a, a, a friendly event for golf fans. They probably pack in 100,000 on the golf course all seven days. So it's, a, it's really, it's kind of like the Super Bowl, I would say, Brian. And yes, it's certainly about the game, but all the festivities and the, the activities that are around the actual plane of the event on Thursday through Sunday are just as cool. Um, we're there with a big, uh, we have a big truck uh, that follows the tour around. So we're there in a big way supporting all of our players. And I don't know if you've been watching the PGA Tour lately, Brian, but we have won, I mean, almost every event the last couple of weeks uh, from guys that you've never heard of to Jason Day. So we're excited about the week uh, to show our products and our brands and, and hopefully watch our, our players, uh, you know, have a great week at, at Oakmont. 
I was at the U.S. Open a few years back, and one of the things I found really fascinating is you just mentioned the truck that's there to kind of service the players. And what a lot of people don't know is if you need anything from balls to a hat to I need my club adjusted by a degree to I need my my shoes adjusted, like that's what you're there for, and you're there to, to support your athletes. I found it really fascinating. Well, Brian, we you know the the companies started doing that maybe I don't know twenty years ago, and these trucks and you've seen it. I mean, it's it's basically a a manufacturing facility in the back of a truck, right? Uh, Eighteen wheeler, and Brian, you know, there's so much superstition uh, with these players. If they hit a bad shot with a seven iron and they think the grips on crooked, they put they you know they come into the truck and they put a new grip on. Uh, so it's really allowed the players. Um, the ability to have no excuses around their equipment, uh, or if they don't like a hat, they can change a hat size. I mean, it's quite um, amazing at uh, how particular these these great players are. That everything has to be just right, and that's why the companies provide those those services for the players. And believe me, and you've probably seen it, the players are in there every single day working on something. So it's really. And it's all there for the players to give them the best chance to play, you know, their best golf. So it's it really makes you, as a supporter of those uh, athletes, feel like you're you're a part of the victory when it's all done. So is there a course that you haven't played that you want to play? I mean, I know you've you've played this one, you've played Pebble, you've played some of the best courses in the world. Is there one that you haven't played that you want to play? Well, you know, uh, there's a couple. There's a couple, and hopefully, I'm going to play. Um, uh, the, the golf course here in Portland next week, Waverly. I have not played Waverly Country Club. Really? A really, really dear friend of mine, Jim Schaefer, was the pro at L.A. Country Club down in Los Angeles uh, for 25 years, and last year he got the job at Waverly. So I actually called him today and said, hey, you know, let's play next week. And then where the, um, the LPGA major was over the weekend at Sahali. I'd really, I've never played Sahali Um up in Washington, so those are two that are up here in the Pacific Northwest that I that I would really love to play. But I've been fortunate, Brian. Um, I've played not certainly not all of the great courses, but many of them. And you know, people always ask, "Well, what's your favorite course?" And, and honestly, I couldn't really pick one because there's so many incredible golf courses around the world. Uh, I just love them all, so I, I love playing golf. I think we just found the answer to what's the only course that Brian Berger has played that Mark King has not played. It's Waverly, but that's soon yeah. to change because you've probably played dozens of courses that I want to play that uh, I, I've, I've yet to play. So, all right, I've wanted to ask you this. We'll end with this. I've wanted to ask you this our, our first few conversations. My favorite Adidas shoe of all time is the Stan Smith. I'm putting you on the spot here. Maybe not your absolute favorite, but, but give me a give me a shoe that you really like that you've worn over the years. So Brian, I got you know you'll you'll find this amazing. I actually have a pair of Rod Labors on right now, which are very very cool. Um, they've got this knitted upper and you know the white. I don't. I'm not very technical on the shoes, but I, I love the white uh, uh, around the outsole. But I st- I have ditched all of my dress shoes. And all I wear with my suits are Stan Smiths. See? I have, a, I have a pair of brown Stan Smiths, or kind of tannish, and then I have a black pair. And even with my suits, I wear Stan Smiths. So I'm, I'm right with you, Brian. That was an easy one. Well, that's great. So we have good taste. We have wonderful taste. <laughs>
Well, I'm enjoying listening to your podcast. Keep up the great work. Mark King, Adidas Group President for North America. Make sure to listen to his Extraordinary Happens, Competing in Sports, Business, and Life podcast. You can find it on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. I assume you're going to be at the U.S. Open, right? No, I'm not. And uh, normally I would be, but I- I'm not going to be. I'm-, I'm here in Portland this week. I'm working, but I will be glued to the TV from Thursday morning till Sunday afternoon. Yeah, it should be great. Uh, you know, I have my favorite golfers, but Jason Day is certainly one of them right now. So I think that's who I will be uh, rooting for this weekend. Yeah, me too. And it's a great golf course for him. It's it's really hard, and you got to have every part of your game. Got to drive it straight. You need a great short game, and you need to putt. The, and those are the hardest greens in the world to putt. So I, I think it'll come down to he and and, and speed. That's really what I think because they're the two best. Mark, thanks for taking the time. I look forward to our next conversation. Thanks for having me today, Brian. You're listening to Sports Business Radio. We'll be right back. Podcast this show and any other past SBR episode at sportsbusinessradio.com. Back with more SBR, powered by Postano, after this. Hi, it's Brian Berger, host of Sports Business Radio, but also the founder of the exclusive Sports PR Summit. After four years in New York City, we're launching a sister event on the West Coast. The first ever Sports PR Summit social media workshop will take place on Wednesday, July 20th at Twitter headquarters in San Francisco. The full day invite only event for 125 senior PR and social media executives working in sports will provide an opportunity to hear from the biggest and most relevant social media companies in the world about their latest technology and best practices. The workshop will allow attendees to leave with a better understanding about how to best utilize the top social media platforms, how to create unique content that engages social media users, which tools to use to know how your audience is engaging with your content, and how best to monetize social media content. Also as part of our West Coast event are two unique networking receptions at invite-only venues. One on the evening of July 19th at Bleacher Report, and the other following our workshop at Twitter on July 20th. For more information and to receive an invite to the Sports PR Summit social media workshop, get in touch with us at sportsprsummit.com. This is Sports Business Radio. We are back to wrap up this edition of Sports Business Radio. A reminder to listen to Mark King's podcast, Extraordinary Happens, Competing in Sports, Business, and Life. Great to have him join us on the show this week. Thanks to our show staff, Brian Griggs. And Josh Blank, thanks to our friends at Pastano for powering Sports Business Radio. Follow them online at Pastano.com or on Twitter at Pastano. Thanks to our friends at Boingo Wireless for powering our Sports Business Radio Roadshow. Follow them online at Boingo.com or on Twitter at Boingo. A podcast reminder, you can catch our show on demand via podcast. Go to iTunes, type in Sports Business Radio. We're rated in the top 100 business news podcasts. You can also find our show on Audioboom. And via the TuneIn Radio and Stitcher apps. You can follow me on Twitter at SB Radio. Our Twitter feed was named the top 50 sports business must follows on Twitter by Forbes.com for 2015. Another reminder the first ever Sports PR Summit social media workshop will take place on July 20th at Twitter headquarters in San Francisco. For more information and to receive an invitation to this invite only event, get in touch with us at sportsprsummit.com. Griggs, I neglected to mention this headline, a big one in our opening segment, but Gordie Howe, Mr. Hockey. Many people consider Gordie Howe, Bobby Orr, Wayne Gretzky, the three greatest hockey players ever. Gordie Howe passed away last Friday 
And that will be a big loss for the world as well. Um, you know, he took a young Wayne Gretzky under his wing and, you know, really helped him take the torch and become the next great hockey player. And he played till he was age 52. So here's a guy that was in great shape, but also just had passion for the game of hockey. We'll miss him as well. Crazy. I mean, like I said earlier, we were talking about Sidney Crosby and how great he is on the ice. But I mean... Mr. Hockey dominated, and and this is he's and playing, at both ends, and he's playing back when there's no helmets, there's right. no face guards. Yeah. The guy's out there playing at 52. I mean, right. come on, that's ridiculous. I mean, what a what a talent. You know, and Gretzky kind of spawned this era of the sharpshooters like Crosby and others. How like Bobby Orr? They played both ways, and 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 they were tough. I mean, they were big guys back then coming at you. So, uh, Gordy Howe, we will miss him. For Brian Griggs, I'm Brian Berger. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you right here on Sports. Business Radio. Hi, it's Brian Berger from Sports Business Radio. Did you know that Super Bowl 50 broke the record for single-day Wi-Fi usage and beat last year's record before halftime? And then nearly 80% of fans use their mobile phones during live sports events? Today's sports fans expect strong, fast mobile connections at their favorite stadiums. And that is why major venues around the country work with Boingo Wireless to manage their wireless networks. Boingo knows fans, and they know how to make a venue's vision for the connected fan experience a reality. Boingo designs, installs, manages, and monetizes wireless networks at university stadiums like K-State and the University of Houston and major league venues like Chicago Soldier Field and Phillips Arena, home of the NBA's Atlanta Hawks. Boingo is the only company that can provide end-to-end wireless services so teams can focus on the big game, not on their network. Sports Business Radio has teamed up with Boingo to bring you monthly stadium stories focused on how technology is changing the business of sports. I will speak with Boingo and their partners, including athletic directors, venue owners, leading sports marketers, and industry influencers who will share valuable insights you'll want to tune in for. For more information on Boingo Wireless, visit boingo.com or email sports at boingo.com.